0: Episode 15 of Anime for Trash Dwellers and this week we are, well this episode, we are talking about Lapis Relights. Yay! Magical Girl Idol Anime! Of course I'm watching this! So our main girl, her name is Tiara. So I'm gonna call her tiara because it's a strong stripper name and she wears a tiara making it hilarious. Arrives in town from BRISTOL, but they don't say the name of the town she just arrived in. Like has she just gone on a nice trip to Yorkshire with it's magic school? She decides to dawdle around the local village before heading off to school. She orders a wrap, and when she goes to pay for it, the vendor says, Nah, you're cute, you can have it for free. Aw, I wish I was cute so that I could get free food. She goes to a florist with its poor business strategy of having dead flowers on display. And she uses her whistle magic and what she refers to as her energy to bring. To life. Like lol, this bitch possibly just sacrificed a year of her life so that she could do her cool parlour trick. We see inside the window of said school a painting, that sort of classical old style. The whole background is clouds, there's a goddess silhouette in the middle, and then there is the silhouette of five idols cutely jumping in the air with their little skirts poofing out. Culture! She does eventually make it to the school that she isn't even enrolled in. And the mistress is like, you're in. And Tiara's like, I I don't need to take an exam or, or anything. And she's like, you can touch the magic rock if you like. At this school, all the witches are part of little idol groups. Oh my god. And she gets put with one that just happens to have her old butler Rosetta from back in the day. So that was the first I guess like 5 minutes of the show. The rest of it is literally just Rosetta showing her around the school. We do get to see the massive ass flying discs witches surf on instead of riding brooms. And we see girls practicing hardening their body as their angry mentor whacks them with a fan. So hey, that's, that's pretty neat. In the library, we meet another idol member, who's embarrassed when Tiara reads some lyrics she's writing. Like, bra, you attend an idol school. The fuck is there to be embarrassed about? Also, her name is Lynette. No one under the age of 54 has that name. The two of the other members of their group, making them a five-member group, just like Shiny, the perfect number, are just smashing these other girls at dodgeball. Also, the sports tops for this school are tight, clinging fabric that doesn't look to have any stretch in it. Like I'm just waiting for a shirt to completely rip open, but it's so fucking cute I don't even care. And their names are Lavie. overlay I how her name's supposed to be pronounced by the end of this series. And Ashley. Oh, God. At least if there's a stripper tournament arc or something in this show, Tiara won't have to go at it alone. Tiara runs ahead of the other girls for lunch and ends up in the wrong cafeteria and runs into a girl. And when this girl comments on her Tiara, she responds, It's my sisters and this bitch. She's like, Your sisters and turns Oh, BITCH MODE ON AND SNOOTS HERSELF AWAY FROM HER. Ooh, look Tiara, that privilege coming back to bite ya. Now, the group is debating about how to sort out sleeping, because they sleep in a 4 person room and there's a spare 2 person room for Tiara to sleep in, but that would be a waste of space if only one person was using the 2 person room. So they fix the problem and have Rosetta move from the 4 person room into the 2 person room, even though that still leaves a wasteful empty bed in the 4 person room. Fucking hell, these girls are already shipping Tiara and Rosetta together, like you've known Tiara for 3 fucking hours. That's express delivery shipping there. At tea time they explain how the school levels work in this school. There's Noir, some other one, I, I can't remember and really does not matter. And Lapis, ah, like the title. So they're in Lapis, aka the shit level. Oh, I guess they just stay shit for the entirety of the series then. That's cool. Lapis eat and bathe last because this school decided instead of having the class system feel somewhat vague, let's just artificially induce it. Your grade contributes to your group's average grade. And these dummies all failed their latest exams, and if they don't pass their next set, they're gonna get expelled. Uh oh, so that's why they just chucked this bitch in with this group. I guess they felt it'd be less of a hassle than just telling her to fuck off. They did mention earlier on that you kind of just pick and choose all your classes you go to, so I guess they just pick and chose not to go to any classes. Man, it's weird seeing an idle anime with bad academic role models. But how did they fail when we saw those two other ones before kicking ass at PE? Like, surely there was a PE exam that they'd fucking nailed. Episode 2. It's explained a bit more how this idol group managed to fail so badly at school, such as Lavier doing absolutely no studying during after school hours. Honestly, depending on how undumb you are and what school you go to, you don't really need to study after school. This also includes accidents, like Lynette could not help dropping that Hot. The least you could do is offer her to pay it off via cross dressing as a guy and joining the host club. And actually got in trouble because she bashed up some guys that were trying to pick her up in town. Now, come on! That's the fault of the school for not having a magical anti rape force field surrounding their campus. So they're just chilling in the lounge area after school and Tiara asks, where's Rosetta? And they're like, yeah, she just kinda of fucks off in the evenings, and apparently none of them are concerned as to where she is or what she's doing. Then Lynette, aka, the member who spends all her time reading what can assume to be filthy fanfics, freaks that she's <gasps> MEETING UP WITH SOMEONE. Whoever the translator was for this EP worked really hard because Laviers translates meeting instead of as its actual meaning as meeting, like the meat you eat but as an action. Like fucking hell, what the fuck did they originally say for that to be the best translation? And Tiara just like, oh no 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 no, she's too much of a massive lesbian for that. So they all decide to follow her, even though the group didn't give a crap about where she was going for like months. But now that Tiara wants to stalk her, that's what they're gonna have to do. Even though Tiara was hell bent on an after school study group to help improve their scores. But apparently seeing where Rosetta goes off to on her time off is more important. They stalk her down for a bit lose her, find her, and then just reveal themselves to her, like you may as well have just joined her from the get go. Sometime during these hijinks she stops to talk to a girl, and one of the girls, maybe it's Lavier's like, but she's a girl, she wouldn't be meeting up with her and Lynette just like, bitch sit the fuck down and let me explain to you how the gay agenda works. I think they feel compelled to intervene when she's trash diving and Lynette (laughs) thinks she's still looking for a lover. Like, no, Lynette. Her lover isn't going to jump out at her from a dumpster like, surprise, bitch. Like, that's not how fine the penis works. The penis has got to have stayed in a hygienic condition whilst in hiding. So the big secret is that Rosetta's got to work considering when she came to this school she lost her job as tiara's butler everyone should have been able to figure this out by themselves her job is taking a duck for a walk but she lost that duck so frankly she's doing just terrible at work today but never fear her friends are here to help find the duck So they run around, get distracted by shiny things in town, and eventually this duck ends up on the dock. And it's Lavier, Ashley and Tiara. And as the three of them jump towards the duck and into the river, Rosetta saves Tiara. But not the other two, those bitches can drown for all she cares. One of the shinies Lynette was distracted by was a book with magic in it, and hey, I was surprised it was an actual book of magic and not just some porn she picked up. They get that ducko just in time for an obligatory idol song and performance, yay! The audience's mana is used to power up the floating orchestra, fucking sure. If you want to add weird magic mechanics to your idol performances, fucking go for it. It's the trio made up of the girls from Last Step who think Tiara needs to sit the fuck down and take a good long hard look at her privilege. It's like, their outfits are super cute, and they love their black hats and black vets, but like, they're also the group in the tiny black booty shorts, and their whole dance routine is just them shaking their hips. Like, how much would it suck to be in the booty shorts group? Episode 3, this was the episode that Mother's Basement reckoned if it wasn't any good he wasn't going to watch the show anymore. And I can confirm that yes, he most certainly is not still watching this show. What the fuck was he expecting, sure there's magic involved but at the end of the day it's an idol show, and nothing much really happens in idol shows. It opens with Lavier being all sulky, because Ashley made a bag for Lynette, but not for her. Ashley even says, bruh, I've already made you a bag, and she's still sulking. Which is fantastic, because today they're participating in a magic dodgeball tournament where they can win more points to help their group not get expelled, and their top players are fighting with one another. This is a very confusing episode. Because they introduced about 5 new groups, like ugh. I'm not going to remember everyone, but I'll try my best. Look, the group they're against has some angry ass chick called Lucifer at the Helms. What is even with the names in this show? Yes, they do go to the time and effort to tell us the rules of dodgeball. I think I speak for the entirety of the human race when I say yes. We all know the rules for dodgeball. But you can use one specific type of magic spell multiple times during the match. And they don't call it dodgeball, they call it bumpball. And the name of the episode is Plucky Bump. Like that should be the name of one of the many girl groups we were introduced to this episode. Lavier and Ashley are fucking up and ruining the match for everyone for fuck's sake girls. When Rosetta goes on the field, she asks Lavier to perform her roid spell, which is performed via cheerleading No, oh, I don't want to have cheerleader magic. Imagine if someone's coming to ya and you do a little cheer before charging up a turbo kick to whack him in the face with. Amazing. There are twins in the girl group that is on the same dodgeball team as the main girl group. Was this really necessary, or was it just a way to shoehorn in more of the girl groups available in the inevitable upcoming gacha game? They are called Lily and Coco, ha. <laughs> the dodgeball is speeding towards Coco, and she says full of confidence, don't worry guys, I've got this, and she uses her magic to switch places with her twin, who ends up getting whacked in the face with the dodgeball. I can't breathe, bitch just sacrificed her own sister cause she couldn't be fucked trying to dodge the bowl properly. Like this is dark, if fucking couldn't ever coming after her, she will just switch places with poor little Lily. <laughs> and after it happens, Coco's acting all shocked <laughs> and sad and sorry, like no bitch, you fucking knew what you were doing. So they lose that match, surprise surprise, la a school uniform tight fitting sports top with no give rips. So Ashley tells her to take it off so that she can fix it and Lynette is all embarrassed. Lynette, an hour ago you were all probably getting changed in the change rooms together, this is not sexual. Lavier and Ashley are chilling in her room and Lavier's now super chipper and Ashley's like bruh why? And she says because she made and gave her something and that's all she wanted today. And as Ashley stares over at some stuffed bunny she goes SHIT IT'S YOUR BIRTHDAY. So I guess that answers the question of whether or not there's Facebook in this universe. Like I dunno. I think Lavier was still being in an immature piece of shit cause her bestie gave someone else a present on her birthday. But the two of them are made up, so they smash through the next three tournaments, and they're in the final. One of the rival groups in the dodgeball team has a member called Mary Berry. Who the fuck led this strawberry shortcake knockoff in this show? And she has an iPad to give accompanying annoying cutesy emojis to go along with their cutesy annoying talking. Were they purposefully trying to make someone as unappealing and unpleasant as possible, like Beardo and Animal Crossing? (laughs) Then they meet the other rival girl group and the rival dodgeball team and they're all made up of demi-humans. This anime just went yeah, let's segregate the races in this idol anime. Their names are Amelia, the symbol Alpha, and the most delicious of them all, Salsa. What is the creative process behind naming these characters? This girl is named after a food and no one else is. The final Salsa just fucking smashing the ball here, there and everywhere. You could say Salsa is rather feisty. I'm sorry, but that joke had to be made. Lynette reckons if she makes spells from the same book then it counts as one type of spell, but then the ref informs her when she hands her a red card that no, it does not count. Through perseverance, our girl group's dodgeball team tie, but then come third overall in the tournament? That's bullshit! But they managed to nav 30 points for their group, like all they had to do was participate to win points. If all you have to do to win points is turn up, then how did they fuck up so badly to end up with 0 points last semester? To celebrate, everyone bathes together in the lapis baths after the majority of the school has already bathed in them. Ew. The demi humans group are a noir group, but they still decide to bathe with them. Come on. Even if they're a noir group, they probably weren't allowed to bathe with the whites. I mean the noirs. Tiara touches Amelia, which, as everyone knows, if you touch Amelia, she drains your energy. Even their powers are based off of old races prejudices. Who the fuck wrote these characters? Despite this background knowledge, everyone slowly watches Tiara pass out into the bottom of the pool and then proceed to shout at her to get up instead of offering her any help at all. Episode 4, it starts with a cute girl on a pirate ship, arr, heading to Whale spelled <laughs> Spelt like the country whales, which is apparently the name of the country that this anime is says in. Whale land, like, if they just went for the normal real world Bristol, why the fuck do they have to change up whales? Tiara is out shopping, and the snobby leader of that group who hates her, her name is Yue, she opens the door to the shop, Tiara runs over and says, hi Yue, and Yue just closes the door in her face and leaves. like, a bitch like, nope, and just yeets out of that store. Like, imagine hating someone so much you refuse to be in the same room as them. The petiness of this bitch. Tiara takes the hint that Yue can't st- even stand to be near her, and respects that via chasing after her and shouting, What's the matter? I think Yue even says to her as she's running away, I think I've made it pretty clear that I don't like you much. She even says she's trashy because she's in the shit idol group and should just drop out of school, but bloody Tiara is still following her like, what's the matter? (laughs) So this episode is about the girl on the pirate ship and her two sisters, the Japanese exchange students at the school. The middle sister has the catchphrase, Rock and Roll. Not Rock and Roll, but Rock and Roll, because they subtitled Rock and Roll properly when it was brought up in conversation, but not in a catchphrase. So yeah, when middle sister was on school break she says she discovered rock music and is now obsessed, and in order to show us how much she loves rock music, instead of showing her singing rock skills or shredding a guitar, they just show it via her hugging her guitar. The oldest is yeah, we're just not gonna talk about the creepy oldest. Cause no one's been listening to their traditional shit Japanese music. The middle sister thinks they should spice it up a bit with a rock twist. And the little sister fucking storms off at the mention of it. And asks Tiara to be her big sister. Which Rosetta responds in her place, No! Oh my god Rosetta. She wanted to be her little sister, not lover. Fucking stop being jealous. Tiara hasn't joined a club yet, so she goes around to check some out. The magical items club is Mary Berry, and I made a mistake last episode, this girl does not talk. So not only does her iPad supply her with cute emojis, it also talks in annoying cute baby talk for her. Sorry, her Bored Berry, as it's called. Oh my god, that's why there's Berry in her name, why didn't I pick up on that? Why am I so dumb? There's also a cabaret club that's just a host club like it's probably named that because if the principal starts investigating sex work on campus they can be like oh no 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 no! we're a cabaret club the little sister is part of the divination club and wants to grab magic crystals which can only be found in the dangerous forest of the campus so the middle sister being a much better middle sister than I ever will be, tells her, no, it's too dangerous, and then goes out herself instead. So who do the rescue party grab in order to defeat these monsters? But a demi-human, because fuck putting one of their own kind in danger. And Salsa fucking punches these monsters away, Team Rocket style. By the way, the the monsters are super cute and somewhat unique looking, Needed to mention it because all the anime monsters in this current Summer Season lineup are all CGI generic looking as fuck abominations. So who would have thought that the most convincing anime monsters of this season would be in an idle anime? After a near death experience, the little sister confesses that she didn't want to try the rock twist with their Japanese style music because it hadn't been done before and she was scared therefore it'd be a massive flop. Like your group's already a flop, you can't get any worse. And in regards to her hasn't been done before comment. When they perform their new song it just sounds like a knockoff baby metal song. Because I guess in this universe baby metal doesn't exist or apparently any other idol music since a fuck ton of J pop groups bastardize and mash up music genres together. Episode five. So this is more of a setup episode for the events of next episode. It is revealed that at this school the principal will occasionally call up idol groups to perform community service. Lucifer and her idol partner Angelica were selected, but they slide out of their community service duties because they were busy or some bullshit. But when Tiara finds out about it, she's determined for her group to go. So in order to get the map off of Lucifer that leads them to the spot of the woods that they gotta check out, they have to beat her at a board game. So this board game is huge, it takes up like a whole table, and it's a big map of a detailed magical kingdom, so I look at it like yeah, this is going to be a fairly complex strategy based game, but then they start playing it and oh nah, it's basically just magical truth or dare, but without the truth, so it's magical dare. Our introductory dairies turn into a rabbit. But this bitch doesn't even turn into a rabbit. She just gets put in a rabbit girl costume. Eventually, Lucifer gets the do a song and dance there, and she's like, Right! So she and Angelica look seriously. Seriously, I hope Angelica was named Angelica because they wanted demon names, and the closest thing they could find for a female demon was Angelica from Rugrats. Anyway. She and Angelica are in a duo called Sadistic Candy, and their outfits have too many frills on them. Like it's not cute, it's just clashy and nauseating, but yeah. I'm not sure if they're supposed to be a children's group, a comedy group, a harajuku group, but what they are is a bit of a mess. Since Tiara and the others have never played this ball game before, they of course lose. So then Lavier just like nicks a copy of the map from the principal's office. You could have just done that from the start, Lavier, but whatever. Whilst all of this was happening, the other groups had already set off. So this includes the Demi-Humans group, the Japanese group. Oh look, both the foreign groups were the ones sent out on a dangerous mission. He would have thought? And then the group with Mary Berry. They decide to split up into different groups for preparing the campgrounds, which they say is to get to know one another better, but it's purely so that the demi humans end up doing all the chores for everyone. Man, I don't know about the sister dynamic, usually the youngest is supposed to be the most annoying, but bloody middle sister describing every little fucking thing that happens in the show is SO ROCK IS DRIVING ME UP THE WALL. During camp shenanigans, Maryberry Berry water damages her iPad, okay, one, why wouldn't you buy a waterproof cover for that thing, and two, just fucking magic a microwave and some rice and she'll be right, but she can talk, so the iPad will talk for her and make cute emojis for her, but she can talk herself, I don't know either. Amelia scares off a massive cun of a bear. Like, damn, everyone's scared of these demi humans, even if they are in the bodies of tiny high school girls. Episode 6 The opening shot is Lavier stealing the map from the principal's office, even though we already knew she did that. So, our main group of girls make it to the campsite, and Mary Berry has gone missing. Whilst looking for her, her bandmates call her by Mare, because even they think her name is shit. Amelia and Alpha make it to the Haunted Mansion in the woods first. As they walk into the main area, they walk past this creepy fucking doll that's eyes follow them. Then Tiara and one of Mary Berry's bandmates from the group Sugar Filled Pockets, called Champe. Does everyone in this group have annoying names? Plus, sugar-filled pockets would be incredibly sticky and attract ants, so even their group name is frustrating. Champa admits that technically Mary Berry is part of their group, but she's too much of a wimp to go and perform on stage. Fucking letting the team down, Mary Berry! In the mansion there is a baby crying, then Tiara and Champe come across a room filled with creepy fucking dolls, until Champe comes across this evil fucking baby doll that looks like it's ready to project our shit out of the next person that changes their diaper, and only after she rocks it for a bit does it stop crying. This is a shitty fantasy idol series. This horror side story has no need to be as well done and creepy as it is, like fuck. Amelia asks if in this fantasy world of magic, where even she herself is a mythical creature, if ghosts are real. She gets too spooked and ends up fainting. Alpha decides that it's time to go cause she's seen Amelia be cute and that's all she came for. As the group leaves the mansion, Alpha starts harassing the doll at the entrance, which can talk cause fuck it, why not? Mary Berry here, hooray they found her. She was just chilling with the cute little ghost girl who lives here called Garnet. With that name, she could be a panty versus stocking side character. Garnet then says, hey Maryberry, remember that private conversation we had about your insecurities? Well, I'm going to bring it up in front of all of your friends. The talking doll asks them not to tell Garnet she's a ghost, cause she's like Bruce Willis from The Sixth Sense, but instead of it being shown to the audience he doesn't realise he's a ghost via him living out his everyday life, it's made via Garnet exclaiming, "Ooh, I'M afraid OF GHOSTS! Everyone decides that since Garnet is lonely out here and is classed as a demi-human look, I don't know how it works either, that she should attend their school, which she does! The ending is the demi-humans group plus Garnet, and since they're the mysterious beings, I thought they'd be more of a gothic vibe, but they're full on dancing and singing away with a big brass band like, yeah, I'm digging this unexpected dandy tune. Episode 7, it starts with the group fucking smashing all their classes and they're like, I think we're gonna do it guys, I think we're gonna avoid expulsion. And then we learn... WHY the anime not only told us in full detail about Lavier stealing that map, but also SHOW her stealing it. Well, she left a note saying they borrowed it. Because that little move lost them 70 points in comparison to the points they gained from dealing with the little ghosty girl, thanks to the map, which was 10. I feel like if they gained points in a way they could only do so via using that map, then then itself should negate any points they could lose from doing so. Whilst being all sad over this, Ashley spouts pure words of wisdom. Let's stop feeling depressed and eat! Good news everyone, Mary Berry has decided that whilst attending magic idol school, she will do the bare fucking minimum of performing as a magic idol. So, bit of law. When the idol group sings songs, they create mana, but only the group Ray, which was the group Tiara's sister was a part of, can create magic as well. So Sugarfield Pockets sing the type of song you'd expect from a group called Sugarfield Pockets. Our group have another emergency meeting and decide the only way they can now possibly save themselves from expulsion is through performing as an idol group, which they have yet to do. Like, this is the sole reason you guys are about to get expelled. And the sole thing that had stopped that from happening. And you haven't thought to do it until now? But they do have to perform well. In fact, they have to perform even better than Sugarfield Pockets did. Which, look, they're called Sugarfield Pockets. It's not hard to do better than that. It's very lackluster that the group that inspired them to try out idling was sugar-filled pockets. Like, the demi-human group put on a whole brass number last week, but it was a group with voices so cutesy they could barely sing that inspires you. There's a couple of weird scenes of Amelia being a tsundere to Tiara. Like, this shit feels forced, I don't care. Tiara runs into Yui again, and Yui's like, Oh yeah, I know your sister. And Tiara's like, Oh my god, you do? This is why? The whole reason why she's such a bitch to you is because of your sister. How did you not notice? What the fuck did you think she was mad at you about? Then Tiara brings up about how her group are gonna perform. And UA says, well, her group's better because they do the exact same thing but for better reasons. After that weird confrontation, the other two members of Yue's group decide to finally be nice to the girl Yue's been treating like a piece of shit for the last couple of months in order to exposition dump some backstory. So, Yue's from the kingdom of Long I swear to Christ guys, these knockoff country names. In the past, this kingdom was attacked by magical monsters. I'm pretty sure that's the super creative name they gave them. And then Rei killed the monsters with their magic idol performance. Guys, they kill monsters through the power of song and dance. This here is beautiful. After saving the country, Tiara's sister tutors Princess Yue, only to abandon her for her actual sister. You see her talking to Yue about returning home to her little sister and Yue's face when she says lip little sister. Like she's some kind of jealous ex or something. In this little talk and saying that Yue should sing because it's fun instead of because she wants to save people's lives, yeah Yue, stop singing for others you selfish bitch. Yue has gone from such disgust that she can't even be in the same room as this girl, to being completely okay with everything. There's just a shot of Lynette in the library, and the girl sitting next to her has Takoyaki in her hair. Like, yum! I want to know more about this idol. Episode 8. Tiara is with the director of the school to ask if her group can do an orchestra performance, and the director instead talks about the good old days of being in Ray with her sister. She briefly describes the most minute amount of personality that they all have, and the lies being she's whipped for Tiara's sister, Camilla's being she's a stoic vampire princely type, and also a demi-human because back then they had more freedom with mingling with the common folk. has being that she's a lesbian who sleeps around, and somehow Camilla isn't? Like, there is even a scene of her playing dodgeball, and all the thoughts are like, hit ME! I mean, come on! And then there was dear little Angus. Where did the idea for that name come from? He created that name and thought, gee whiz, what a catchy little title. So Angus was a child back then, but now she is current day Angelica, and she is the reason why the group split, because she left. Even though they made it sound like last week, it was because the group kind of went their own separate ways after defeating all the monsters in Longji through the power of song. I mean, if she was so young, she probably developed severe PTSD from murdering monsters and seeing them eat people alive and shit. The director confesses that Tiara's current group reminded her of Ray, and hence why she stuck her in there. After all that backstory dialogue, that they're interesting. Doesn't really add anything to the plot. Tiara gets permission for the girls to put on an orchestra. Cue montage of all the other idols helping these girls prepare, even though these girls have never once helped the other groups prepare. There was even a scene of the girls going, oh no, we don't know how to run the mechanics for this show, and then Mary Berry is suddenly just there to offer her services. Like fuck this campus is huge, that wouldn't have happened. It's the afternoon of the performance, and they decide to think up a name for their group. Like, they spend hours trying to think of a name when they could have been rehearsing and shit. Tiara does come up with the genius idea of Hustle 5, which I quite like. Like, I get a mixed visual of, like, Disco Era mixed with Hulk Hogan. Then it's Dusk and all the lights... (laughs) come on in the city, and Tiara reckons she's had an epiphany when really she just looked at the lights and just named her group Lights. Like, it's as impressive as if she kicked a rock on the ground and named the group Rock. Now, their orchestra, they are Knock Off Love Live, like fuck they may as well have called themselves iLive. They have the knockoff version of THE Love Live outfit, that super cute tartany one. They're wearing that except their skirt is frillier and poofier and shitter like if you're gonna wear knockoff outfits at least have them be as cute or cuter than the original even three of the girls look like knockoff love live members Tiara's is Honoka, rosetta's like umi and ashley's like kanan Their song by the way is a knockoff love lifestyle okay it's great oh i'm gonna get a lot of shit for that one but now the lyrics, it opens with the line, this is not going to be accurate, but it was something like, there are 700 million billion lights in the sky. I looked at that and assumed it was in reference to the number of stars in the sky. So I did the bare minimum Google search, and all that came up was 1 billion trillion, 1 trillion million billion, like there was no seven. Where the fuck did they pull this number from? What are what are they trying to represent with that number? Now the girls spice the performance up a bit. They use their magic to run around town during their performance. Just like AKB0048 do in every episode of the AKB0048 anime. Which bites them in the butt later because since there was magic from Ares which was not the official stage, it doesn't properly count. Which means they're going to get expelled! <gasps> Episode 9, Tiara is so shocked from getting expelled that she DROPS a glass of… ginger ale? I guess it's ginger ale… they're all just drinking some kind of brown orangey liquid that I guess since they're underage I'm assuming isn't liquor… but yeah, she's so shocked by their expulsion that she DROPS her glass! Even though unlike anyone else in the room, she is a princess, aka, no matter her education, she still has a job lined up for her. Like bitch, you have the least to lose. It's now the homeless members with no job prospects that should be dropping their glasses. The next day, Tiara's carriages is there to pick her up because no one at the school, bar Rosetta and the school head who knew her outside of school, knew she was a princess. Even though her name is Tiara, and she literally wears a tiara, what the fuck did they think she wore it for to be fashionable? Oh yeah. And this carriage doesn't take Rosetta, even though she's headed for the same destination or not. The peasant's carriage for the royal palace staff arrives in three days later. In that time, the girls are able to work at the little inn they worked at before, and live in the Atikiki style. One time in said attic, they're like, oh no, poor Tiara, even though Tiara's asleep in her like ballroom sized bed, was they're all shacking it up in an attic and paying rent through their labour, which is literal slave labour. Everyone gets low cut uniforms, including Lynette and Ashley who are working as dishwashers in the kitchen where no one can see them. Middle sister is very mad at what is generally a kinda shit bureaucracy related reason for them to get expelled, but she says she'll protest at the school head, ROCK AND ROLL STYLE! Oh no lady, that sure as HELL won't work. If anything they'll just get you arrested for assault. Ashley's wisdom tooth is growing crooked. This is a typical teenager thing, but it is never covered in anime. So weird. I love it. So she goes to Angelica for help because back in her child prodigy days, she just used to give out free universal healthcare for fun. Angelica looks at it and goes, magic doesn't work on wisdom teeth. Okay, I'm pretty sure she was healing like fucking heart problems in the previous flashback that I didn't mention because I didn't think it was going to pop up again like this. WHY ARE wisdom teeth THE EXEMPTION, PLEASE EXPLAIN! Then Angelica gets into them about giving up and shit like, SHUT UP, like not everyone's a child genius who can just cruise through school. They DM with the twins, and this somehow convinces the group to go to Tiara's palace and get her back or something, I dunno, the plan's pretty vague at the moment. Lavier even states, yeah, it doesn't even matter that we were expelled, look. I'm pretty sure if you asked most high school dropouts that, they wouldn't necessarily give you that answer. Episode 10, realized when I quickly googled the show before watching this app is that this is a project done by and with the help of K-Labs. This makes sense, because if you have ever played the Utapri gacha and read any of the stories in it, you know that script writing really isn't this company's strong suit. I'm pretty sure in one of the event stories, they even fucking changed and disregarded Natsuki's original backstory, aka something with not much depth or detail to it anyway, just to give you an idea of how bad their writing is. Tiara arrives home and her sister's glaring down at her from the top of the staircase dressed like an extravagant evil stepmother, telling her she knew she'd get expelled. She is her sister, she doesn't need to be gentle with Tiara when calling her an idiot. Then we're introduced to this maid, who gives the impression that she's practically raised the daughters and loves them very much, but is also waiting for her a chance to throw herself down the staircase and sue the royal family for her workplace injury. Something this show highlights for me about every royal family scene, one, even when they're just chilling at home, they're in gowns, please, they'd be wearing Gucci track pants. And two, how cinema has been manipulating us for years that rich people have it hard due to parents restricting what they want to do in life, aka not fighting to stay in school. Which we see is COMPLETELY different from her fellow bandmates who can't fight to go back to school cause the only place they could stay in was a filthy attic which they could only stay in if they paid it through slave labour and Haines never had a chance to concentrate on school anyway. The rest of the band arrive in town, and they have a 3 day wait before they can see Tiara. So they just decide to break into a joint cause they're bored, they're smart, they use hoverboards to go into the sewers instead of the usual just walk through them because that's disgusting, inconvenient, and dangerous. During their cute little break-in, they show a detail I love. Rosetta can use invisibility magic, but not fully yet because she's still a witch in training. And their little feetsies are sticking out. I love it because it's adorable, but also because it's a nice touch to show that the witch is in training. Except that we haven't had anything quite this nuanced until the third last episode. Hey, at least it was in there at some stage. Once they're in the palace, they're eventually spotted by guards. Rosetta and Lavier split off and they run into the old maid and Rosetta like, Yo dog, what up? Like, Rosetta, if you're so fucking crazy with all the staff here, surely you didn't necessarily need to sneak in. Like, just fucking send magic brainwave messages to Cyril from kitchen staff whilst he's on smoker to let you in or some shit. Eventually, they run into her older sister, who's at first real standoffish, whipping them with her light whip. When Lynette describes how much she loves Ray, she just cuts her off mid-sentence. But when she realises they're her sister's bromy she's like yeah whatever and just leaves them alone. Like she doesn't give a shit about them, but in order for the plot to progress they gotta get to Tiara. So instead of creating some sort of conflict between Tiara and her sister that needs to be resolved before the others can get to her, they just lax up on this character to make things easier. There's a flashback and Tiara's Tiara used to belong to her sister. Like ew, hopefully she washed it before she gave it to you, don't want to catch headlice off her. The band's back together, and the plan is they'll improve and then go back to school. And they improve none other than in the palace, yep. Her friends managed to work their accommodation situation up from can only get shit accommodation through slave labor, to mooching off their royal friend and staying in a literal fucking palace. The credit sequence is them having fun living the royal life, including Lavier playing lawn bowls, whilst Ashley decides to stand directly behind them like NO, that wasn't Lavier's fault that you were hit, that was 100% your responsibility to grow a brain. It ends with the school director saying something <gasps> SHOCKING they will have to wait till the next episode to hear, episode 11! So the girls are lounging around enjoying the wonders of privileged life, so much to the extent that they forget about their hopes and dreams of being magic idol witches things. The shocking thing the school director says, which Tiara also bullies out of Anna the maid, is that magic monsters are heading towards MAMMUKESTA! I'm pretty sure it was called MANCHESTER in some previous episodes, but fuck it sometimes, let's just spill it phonetically, shall we? It's also revealed that the entire town that Rosetta used to live in was completely decimated by these monsters, and Tiara had no idea. Real observant this one. So the school director tells the idol groups performing at a festival that instead of them performing one by one, they're all going to perform at once at different areas in town in order to use the mana they create to stop the monster attack. This sounds very silly, as the schoolmaster dramatically and seriously talks about them stopping the monster attacks and lists all the well-fitting girl group names for the sombre mood such as sugar-filled pockets and sadistic candy. She also reveals that Angelica was one of Ray's members. This one girl, dead ass, says, but you're so ugly now. At the mention of this saving the city business, Champa is like, nope. Then she realises this city is so crooked that they haven't ordered a single townsperson to evacuate, so she decides to work to protect the city so that the blood of many innocent villagers isn't on her hands. Middle sister is not phased by the monster attack at all, and she's like, woohoo, let's rock! And little sister's like, I love how you're so self centered on your new shitty hobby and nothing else to even think about the many deaths that will follow tonight. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Sadistic Candy, their members are Lucifer, a devil, and Angelica, an angel. And I thought she was named after the Rugrats character who was ironically called that because she wasn't an angel. My bad. Tiara's bullying also reveals that her sis knew about the impending monster attack but didn't tell her, so she confronts her about it, and her sister reveals she also bribed the school director to only put her in a group that was on the brink of expulsion. This is like the opposite of the college admission scandal in America. Initially, Anne goes to sneak them out of the palace via the Transport Alchemist Circle Tiara's sister uses to TRAVEL TO MAMMUCHESTER, deciding that maybe it isn't a good idea to use her sister's circle that most likely lands in her boy toy's bedroom. So they leave via the most stealthy method of FUCKING MASSIVE CRYSTAL POWERED AIRSHIP. Wow, so subtle. No one will notice them leaving. And Anne can just drive this thing. Like, do you double up as the family chauffeur or some shit? Episode 12, the big final, it opens with a kinda cool moment. It's all the groups performing, but like when it switches between the songs, the backing track keeps playing, so it's like one big long song. In between the performances, we see the school head help fight off the invading monster army, so she's just there bashing up these monsters whilst cutesy unfitting uplifting J-pop numbers play in the background. This time round, the demi-humans do like a cool goth number, and yeah, They're basically the best group hands down, no questions asked. I don't know. I'm not a massive fan of these groups because they don't have a specific style. Like in an idol show you want a variety of groups, not necessarily a lot of groups, but a variety in the types of groups you have so that you get a variety of songs. Ensemble Stars does this beautifully. You could say to the extent of limiting stereotypes, but it still helps to make the show more interesting. With these groups, however, it's kind of just like Sadistic Candy and knockoff kooky Akihabara wannabes. Yeah, the Japanese rock group are probably the best at sticking to the genre. Then there's Sugarfield Pockets. They're cute. Nothing else defining about them or their music. They're just cute. Demi-humans are like the spooky group, the term spooky used loosely, and then UA's group is the booty shorts group that just move their hips in every performance. You could argue they're the mature group, but their songs don't stick to that theme too well. And then Lights are just knock off Love Live. Lights jump out of their gnarly airship with their hoverboards and perform, and they end up saving the city! It TOTALLY sucks because Tiara's in red and the other members are in white, like no, they are not your backup dancers, they're your fellow equal footing bandmates, god it! When all the groups meet up afterwards, Alpha says the performances were very rock and roll, and middle sister has an existential breakdown that the one feature she had to a one-dimensional personality that encompassed who she was as a person has been STOLEN from her. Tiara blacks out and her tiara invades her mind because it stores memories of the other members of the royal family who have worn it. This is symbolised to us via her floating around some crystals with what looks like DNA strands in the background. It is only now that it's revealed that her older sister's singing magic was too strong for her and she now has little to no voice left as a result. One of these flashbacks is her singing to a bedridden feverish Tiara, and then she just starts coughing blood up midway through. Like, I don't care how out of it Tiara was. Fucking... How did she not notice someone coughing up blood midway through a song? Then she and her friends vow to find a way to get her sister's voice back. Then the series ends with a heartfelt sing-along, like it literally has credits roll, shows the main group staring off into the distance, and then cut! Like no, this was not long or epic enough of of a series for such a dramatic ending. It was like the ending felt conclusive, but the scene before the ending made it feel like there'd be more to the series, considering the fairish amount of loose ends left untied, the other adult Ray members, if lights gets remitted back to school, why the fuck Angelica left Ray, etc, etc, etc. Oh, and that was episode 15 of Anime for Trash trailers, talking about lapis re-lights on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr.